welcome to the Social Living Podcast. I am your host, Julian Green. I also have my co-host here, Jamal Lawrence. Jam, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm recovering. Um, we had an event last night, uh, Superdry opened their flagship store on Oxford Street last night. So yeah, still recovering from that. But yeah, I'm good. I'm good. That's good. I was gonna say you sound a bit you sound a bit raspy. Like no, I, I don't yes. know. Like, like a sore throat or something, but <laughs> I didn't want to say no, anything. yeah, so, so, something along those lines. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot, it was a hectic day and night yesterday, so yeah, still recovering. That's good, that's good, that's good, man. It's good to see, man. I see the pictures, man. Super dry store looks it looks all right. Like the clothes that was in that in your Instagram post look proper still, it looked proper, like <laughs> Compared to what I've been saying, proper. We're we're making a comeback. That's good, man. That's good. That's good. So we we've landed here, man, on episode fifteen. You know, we we already know the numbers are gonna get too high. Certain episodes might not have a certain meaning to you, but let's just throw it out there. Like episode fifteen. Does the number fifteen mean anything to you? Not you know what nothing comes to to mind you know I was thinking about this earlier today and yeah nothing nothing comes to mind I'm not sure if anything comes to your mind when 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 you think of the number fifteen the only thing that comes to my mind is my missus's birthday fifteenth of November so I can't forget it so that's that's okay yeah that's the only thing that comes out so you know um I'll just wish her a happy birthday because the next episode is going to be after that date so yeah we'll just wish her a happy birthday and just say yeah happy mm. birthday uh to the missus man so <laughs> that's it that's all i got <laughs> that's all that's i got good. but um i'm um, gonna say so yeah man um this is a special episode another one i probably say this every episode but you know what people just need to get used to that a lot of things are very special to me uh, and this one definitely is a special episode, another family attire, as Jam would say. Um, I'm looking forward to this, man. Like how this episode is called "How to Start a Career in in Marketing." So this is specific for people who are maybe in university right now, looking to kind of carve out a career in marketing or interested in starting a career in marketing. And also for people who may already have careers, who might want to like transition, especially with some of the news over the last couple of weeks, and you're seeing um, a lot of like updates from Instagram, TikTok's booming at the moment. Social media itself is just booming, and you know, uh, social media being a small fragmentation of marketing, um, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of opportunities out there at the moment, and you know, hopefully this episode will help you kind of understand marketing and how you can get into marketing and um i'd like to kind of introduce the one and only vanessa green so that is blood right here um and yeah vanessa green marketing and recruitment officer who works within higher education she's an expert in her field and um she will be dropping a lot of gems today um, I'm sure I'm going to be learning loads and I'm sure Jam's going to be learning loads as well. So, Vanessa, welcome to the podcast. Hello. That's some introduction. <laughs> I like that. So thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. So um, I don't even know where to start. So I guess you start at the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, 
actually, before we do that, let's just let's just talk about quickly like your title that I just mentioned there. So marketing and recruitment officer. Just like, you know, it sounds like you do two things. It sounds like you could be an expert in marketing as well as recruitment as well. Do you just want to give a quick overview in terms of like your job role at this current moment, just so there's like a little bit of clarity there before we kind of go backwards? Yes. Um, so yes, like you just mentioned, I'm a marketing recruitment officer um, and I work in higher education. So I work at a university. Um, so yeah, recruitment kind of sounds more like HR, but it's like completely different. Um, essentially, it just means that I market to prospective students so students who are interested in coming to university so the recruitment side is kind of in there more just to kind of you know for our numbers our recruitment numbers so obviously we have targets and stuff in terms of like how many students we should be recruiting um so yeah that's kind of about the recruitment side of things but yeah my job involves loads of different things and um, we do a lot of events so event marketing so um, I personally look after the open days for my faculty in particular. So I work for the arts, design and humanities faculty. So that's kind of just the course areas that I kind of look after. So that's like your drama, performing arts, um, you know, your visual arts, so fine art, photography, also fashion, architecture, interior design, product design all your art and design courses, as well as your human humanities, which is English, history, uh, creative writing, etc. Um, So yeah, so lots of events, uh, recruitment events, like I said, open days, taster days, interview days. Um, and also there's lots of social media involved within, within my job as well. Um, yeah, there's lots. It's my job. It's like so complex. I can't really put it into a sentence. Um, nope. But that's kind of a quick summary. Yeah, man, that was that was a lot. Like, I probably wouldn't <laughs> even say that was. A, I wouldn't even say that was a, uh, a summary, to be honest. But um, you know what? I think this might be a little common thing as well. I don't know if you feel the same way, Jam. Like, when you do enter into the world of marketing, roles are not really that straightforward. You know, like mm -hmm. is that they can be very complex and they can overlap into multiple different things at the same time, like. If I, you know, if I, um, if I just like point to one thing with social media, like when we work in within social media, it's not like people just think it's just posting. It's like mm -hmm. copywriting. It's also, you know, looking after different consoles. It's creative. It's, um, it's overall like just direct marketing. It's communication. It's so many different things that get rolled into it and people don't really understand the kind of what goes on behind just one post. And, you know, in terms of Vanessa, it just sounds like it's very similar just on like working within higher education as well. I'm sure Jack, you probably feel the same in your role. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, <clears throat> there's overlaps everywhere. If you think about, mm -hmm. for example, you think about Instagram as a, as the main channel within that, within that. So within my job, um, influencer marketing comes into play as well as the paid side so driving revenue and um traffic to the website we've also got you like you said you've got copywriting and content creation that comes into it so it all overlaps and then for example last night i was at an event so you started you start looking at the event side even though that even though the event was physical social media comes into play and you get pulled in different different directions in terms of 
organizing events so yeah definitely overlaps and yes yeah, so i think it what what is what makes marketing exciting because you all you can always be exposed to, to new things and and in different sectors as well yeah it makes it amazing i think um we could all probably agree in this as well like the opportunities that you can get in marketing and just like meeting a wide variety of different types of people in all walks of life. I think that's probably what makes marketing exciting. I don't know, Vanessa, do you agree with that? 100%. Um, that's probably one of my favourite parts of the job is like you get to meet so many different people, all different backgrounds, um, you know, different experience and networking. It's just, yeah, marketing is, on, well, obviously it's my job, so I do love it. But yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, man, that's good. That's good. I think, um, yeah, let's take it back to like Vanessa. So, you, um, like, at what point would you say you 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 got your interest into marketing? Obviously, I know you, but um, for those who don't know, uh, like, let's take it back to maybe either secondary school or you know college, prim- um, or you know early university. Like, how how did you first? yeah gain your interest into into marketing well I want to start off by saying that I never knew what marketing was until I was probably like 20 um I had no interest in marketing um and I I just it's just not it wasn't a career path that ever crossed my mind um I think I think I'd say like when I was growing up in school I was quite academic so not that marketing's not academic, but I was kind of more focused on like the English, uh, you know, your sciences and all of those kind of subjects, kind of going down a more straightforward career route. Um, I think that's just something, that's just a whole nother topic though, because I just feel that's something that society kind of tells you to do. Um, So I was really like focused um, on my English because I just it really enjoyed writing I kind of never I always knew I wanted to be a journalist that was kind of my aim um, so even when I was in primary school secondary school I actually used to create a family newsletter um, that I would hand out to everybody <laughs> um, because I just loved it so much I just loved writing I loved meeting new people speaking to new people interviewing them hearing their life stories because I feel like you can learn something from everybody and it just intrigued me how everyone is so different everyone comes from different walks of life um and yeah so that's kind of how I got into writing um then it took me to secondary school um and I did an internship uh, so well internship we probably say work experience so in year 10 you get to go off for two weeks um and experience go just go and work in the world really um and I was actually really lucky because all my friends they got stuck with really rubbish work experience places like some of them were in schools teaching and just not really interesting or working in Sainsbury's and stuff like that but I was really lucky and I got to work for a local magazine and that was such an amazing experience I loved it so much um because I got to interview different people um we did like I got to write news stories um and it was just so much fun and being part of that creative process as well and it was really nice being in an environment where I felt like my voice was heard so they would ask me for like my creative input and then you know what I really like about that whole process as well is you know when you're coming up with an idea and it's just a thought then you finally see it all come together and you've got a printed copy of what I, what was just a thought in the first instance. Um, 
so that was really interesting so I really knew I wanted to do journalism so I went to college did my A-levels then I went to um, university and I studied journalism and media um, I found out very very quickly I did not want to be a journalist <laughs> um, once I can we, can we just, studied can we just, it can we just stop there because you know what right? <laughs> I think what you just said there I think so many people can probably relate to it like <laughs> you you're like you build up this perception of what uni is going to be like within the field that you might have an interest in and you know how many people probably could vouch and say yeah I I wanted to be an accountant and then when I started you know the the accountancy degree I quickly realized I was (laughs) I don't want to be an accountant you know how many people can probably vouch for that and like it sounds like it obviously the same thing happened to you so um like I I at that point, I'm assuming that's within your first year. It would. Um, I think it was between my first and second year, um, because it was real. Like, do you do you know what it is that I find really difficult? Is you go from doing A levels where you just kind of have these basic subjects to going into something that is so like it can be quite niche and specific. So, like, I did journalism, but I'd never done actual real journalism, aside from my placement, which was for two weeks, and it just sounds amazing, and it was amazing, but it's not, like, a real insight of doing it every single day for, like, two years. It's just not the same. Um, And so, yeah, it was just... I remember my first lesson, um, we all sat down in the classroom, and the first thing my lecturer said to me, and I will never forget this, he said, there's, like, a 100 of us in the lecture theatre, he said... So who in here wants to be a journalist? Everyone put their hand up. Then he said, okay, put your hand back down. And he said, only 10 of you will make it. Wow. And that just blew my mind. And at first I was like, who is this lecturer? I am paying nine grand a year to be a journalist. And you're going to come and tell me only 10 of us will make it. And I was like, I'm going to make sure I'm one of those 10. Um which is really interesting but it just shows you how naive you can be coming into that situation yeah no it's true and you know what it's crazy as well is that like um like a couple of episodes ago we spoke about Jamel's uh journey into marketing as well and he was giving up numbers in terms of like you know like getting into football at the time and those odds are looks like or sounds like it was much better than what Jamel's had in terms of making it (laughs) football (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, but, definitely. But still, like, I could see what it can do to you in terms of your mentality at the time. You might be like, "Yeah, like this, I really want to get this," and even so, you quickly kind of realize this might not be for me. Um, and obviously, being a lecturer at the university, he's probably seen it time on time after again. What well, time and time again? noticing that you know what people they don't might not have the same urge or passion for journalism journalism as much as they did when they first started do you think there's anything that universities could do to help kind of change that or do you reckon this is just part of their kind of like sieving technique I think it should it's not really the responsibility of universities I think it's like a lot earlier than that 
like I remember being in secondary school and I was deciding for my GCSE so I think you're like if I remember correctly about 14 when you're deciding your GCSEs it's like how at 14 are you supposed to know what you want to do in life and my career advisor put so much pressure on me because she said to me well you need to start looking at universities because some universities require you to do certain GCSEs so for example she was saying if you want to be a pharmacist then you need to take triple science because they need that if you go to universities they'll ask you what did you get in chemistry what did you get in biology what did you get in physics and I was like I'm 14 how are you supposed to decide and how are you supposed to know what you want to take and then it's obviously then the next stage is like your a levels you need to be looking at universities because then they'll require so and then so what you're looking at when you're like 15 16 maybe you're looking at colleges or sixth forms or whatever it might be um you need to decide then and I feel like they put so much pressure on you that you need to know what you're doing right there and then whereas if someone told me when I was 14 it doesn't matter if you don't know I would feel because it takes so much stress and pressure. But at, at the time, like what you're saying now, it sounds it sounds like what you're saying is that it still doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Because you still manage to find your you still manage to find your way. I think the pressure goes on there, but in in your instance, then where you're saying the lecturer was already telling people, you know, only ten of you are going to make it. It's like is that is that more pressure? or Is that making it less pressure? I think that was the first time in my life that someone actually told me the truth in terms of like my career because you just go in there thinking you're just so like naive like I said and like you're just so focused like this is what I'm going to be but life doesn't always work out that way and I think it's really important to let let people know and let students know that that doesn't always work out that way and it's okay because he wasn't saying it in a negative way like you're not going to make it because you're crap kind of thing it's just the reality isn't it Mm, i think it's the same for a lot of people in 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 your position now as well because throughout school and then sixth formal college and then university your your path to your careers looks pretty straightforward and it's pretty clear but yeah in reality it's, it's not that it, it's nowhere near that and like like you said Vanessa like, you, people can be a bit naive to the situation in terms of right I'm going to study this at uni and then I'm going to get a job and that's going to, that's going to be me for the rest of my life so yeah this it's definitely a common thing and it's yeah I don't know how 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 you change that I feel like it's just part of the experience yeah it is, it is. I think it is I feel like but um I feel like there's other elements of it as well because you know, different people learn in very much like different ways, right? So this would mean that um, I know, for example, I'm definitely one of these types of people. I'm just not a classroom type person. Do you know what I mean? So I would do really well in more practical lessons. Like I need to be very much hands-on. So like, let's say I did an apprenticeship within a certain field that I felt like I wanted to be in. I feel like that would be more beneficial to me than actually having to go to university and, you know, doing a degree because there's so much things, so much theory that can go behind something that, yes, it's important, but they might not, but the grade in it might not be important for what it is that you're actually going to do. Do you, do you get what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, 
if we talk about like something like HR, for example, and then we go into Maslow's like human needs, like I don't know on a daily basis, someone who works in HR is actually going to be looking at Maslow's hierarchy of human needs when it comes to making a decision about like a, just a day-to-day decision on HR. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we see it all the time. People, um, people get made redundant. People like certain things happen, and we don't end up quoting like certain theory models or anything like that. Um, but yet yeah, that's something that's going to be drilled into you else you're at uni, and you might it might discourage you from actually being in that field when actually you could, on a practical level, it might be something that you might be really good at and might really enjoy. It's just that it's like the uni might kill it for you if you know what I mean like kill that joy for you mm-hmm. it just it just happens it just happens but Ness definitely definitely part of it. <laughs> trust me trust me it is but um yeah Ness this is your 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 time of course so so you're at uni now and you know this is what your lecture has said um at what point were you thinking all right marketing well I still wasn't really <laughs> Um, I kind of just fell into marketing but um, I just I just realized that journalism wasn't for me Um, I did enjoy it to a certain extent but it kind of took away from I started I really enjoyed it in my first years like building on my skills Um, and I think it was like towards the end of my first year going into my second year that I realized I don't enjoy it as much as I used to because what I really enjoyed is like meeting all these new people and interviewing and writing stories and 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 just hearing more about people that's what I really enjoyed and the more I learned about real life journalism and what it's like I knew that it wasn't for me like I knew you'd have to sometimes you do have to sacrifice your morals um your values in order to get the story um you would sometimes have to write about things that you don't believe in you don't agree with and I just wasn't willing to do that um so the more I learned about it and what the industry was going to be like I knew that it wasn't for me so because I did a joint honors with media media became my major um so I did a lot more modules in the media side of things because I really enjoyed the theory um and the research um so yeah so I got in I got into that but what I did try to do is make the most of my time at uni um so what I did do is a placement or some kind of work experience every summer um so I was really lucky enough to work for a PR agency in London and I did that for about a month um and I had the best time and I learned so much um unfortunately it wasn't paid um but they do like pay for your expenses and stuff like that um but I just had such a great experience because we had like lots of different um clients so we had like a beer company we had like this was like years and years ago um so it was like right when first I don't know if anyone uses like HelloFresh or like you know like boxes where your meal kind of kits get delivered we had like a yeah. steak company, like a restaurant that we worked with and they started to do that. So it was quite a new thing at the time. We also worked with galleries, you know, for like opening exhibitions and stuff like that. So I had such a good time. I learned so much more about press releases, um, you know, events and more like the public, public relations 
side. So that's what it, it kind of was. And I had such a good time doing that. And then it made me realise, okay, I really enjoyed that. Maybe I want to work in public relations. And that's when it started to open my mind up to the world of marketing, social media, because that is really where I learned lots more about social media because within my degree, it's like more copywriting um, than anything. And then the theory side um, of media and communication. So this working in this PR agency, it opened me up to social media and marketing. Um, and that's when I started to enjoy it. So I was like, okay, I had my head set on working in public relations. Um, I also got, uh, another placement working for the NHS so that was really interesting because it's completely different from working for a PR agency in literally right in central London right next to the London Eye it was like beautiful um, so it's like completely different you know working for the NHS and I did learn so much like I really did enjoy it um, but it, it is completely you know the health sector and like learning like all the knowledge on the health sector was a little bit different um, but I really valued my time there and had such a great time. Um, and then, then wait, I wait, graduated. Wait. Before, you, before you get into the graduation, I just want to just touch yeah. on, obviously, you spoke about placements, you spoke about internships. You also spoke about um, them being unpaid as well. Uh, yeah. Would you say, what what importance would you put on those experiences that you had so someone else who's young right now probably at university probably not even thinking about placements and internships would you recommend that they do unpaid work during their free time whether it's whilst they're at uni or during the summer and do you think those experiences helped you get your job that you have today although they might not have been directly in relation to what you're doing now 100% it helped me get to where I am today. Um, I think it's placement, work experience is incredibly important. I was really lucky um, once I graduated, I got a job within six months. Um, and I think that's quite difficult to do. Um, I think a lot of, because I, I saw it around me with all of my friends, not many people had placements when I did. And I remember I was working so hard because I had a weekend job. Um, so I literally was working Monday to Friday at the PR agency and then sun Saturday, Sunday, I was working my part-time job and literally I had no life. I didn't see my friends. I didn't see my family. I had zero life, but it was definitely worth it because I saw my friends, they would literally use their summer break and go traveling and do all these different things. But I literally had my mind set on my end goal. I didn't want to be one of those people when I graduate and I'm just sitting there. Okay, what do I do now? Because I saw it around me so much with all of like my, um, my friends and my classmates, they were so focused on their degree that they didn't think about life after their degree. And I feel like that's where a lot of, students get stuck because you're just so far focused like let me get my first let me get my first let me get my first then you get your first and now what you've got you've got your degree which is great you've got a first class degree amazing but what skills do you have that you like play like actually working skills it's like completely different and you know I think the skills that you learn during your degree are transferable into the workplace but you know, there's so much that I learned on my placements that I was really great, actually, for me to be able to bring back into my degree. So I learned all these skills. I learned 
so much in industry so then when I did come back the next year because I did all of my placements during summer so when I did come back for the next year I learned so much that I could put into my degree and I actually got better grades from that so I 100% recommend it and I think it's like I know it's difficult but you do get so much time off um, from university so when I was at university we'd finish in April for or March whenever Easter was and then you don't go back to October you've essentially got six months where you've got so much time and yeah it's great to have enjoy your life yes um and go out travel but you know taking a couple of weeks or even a month out just to really focus on what you want to do with your life and just it's kind of it is just self-development isn't it just looking and reflecting on what you've done at university what you want to do trying to find a placement and just getting that real life work experience is just so important I think yeah I was just gonna say like a pl- I, it sounds like I, I didn't go to uni so I'm not too sure what the what a, what a placement might have been like but it sounds great in terms of work um relatable skills that you might pick up but also the softer skills like settling in into a new working environment how um processes work within different places um relationship building uh with people that are different um ages and within different areas of work compared to you so it kind of it all it all helps shape your your path into your next step into your next career and hopefully when you when people do find the job that they're, they're looking for they they can have more confidence when trying to settle in in someone because they've got that that experience beforehand yeah yeah like you've hit the nail on the head there and I, even for you jab i know jab you said that you didn't go to university or whatnot but like even in your story i'm seeing like a correlation where you know after you finished your you know playing football you started your own thing you started your own thing which could is like you basically starting your own placement or internship by trying to grow a brand and all the skills that you learned that helped you get your first job as well so like Mm -hmm. my advice to anybody who's out there who's looking to get a job do something average start your own thing so you can get your direct experience or if not you know try and learn from someone who's already doing it and if it means doing it for free do it for free you know and this kind of coincides well with kind of what's happening at the agency at the moment we are looking for a few interns um it is unpaid but all expenses paid like traveling and things like that or any softwares that need to be used and this is just a great time for you to be able to learn um any like new skills that you don't have already and whether it's one month six weeks could be six months the longer it is the better but as long as you're able to I guess earn some money on the side whether it's with a part-time job and you can still squeeze in some kind of work experience through a placement or internship it will definitely help you as building blocks in in, in the long run for sure to get you to where you want to be definitely definitely that's well put yeah man and um so Ness like so you you did all the placements and then you touched on graduating and then where did we go from there yeah, so I graduated um, and I just kind of kept the part-time job that I had um, whilst the whole time I was at uni um, just to kind of keep me floating by um, and I managed to pick up some extra hours. So I ended up working full-time 
Um, and then <laughs> I was really, really lucky. My university, they had a great scheme, which was called the Graduate Champion Scheme, um, which is they help essentially all the graduates find jobs. So you have to kind of apply. It's a quite a long process, but they do help you find jobs. So they do CV support, interview support. And um, you kind of go through as if you were applying for a normal job, you go through like a whole interview process. Um, and then they try to match you up with either um, the university will employ you or they will find a local company in your area or the area of the university and they will um, they will pay you. So the university pay you is really good. So they've got some really good connections with a lot of local companies. So although the university pay you, you go and work with a local company and it's like a no expense to them. So it's really, really good system. Um, so I managed to secure um, an internship through that and I became a student liaison and communications graduate intern. Um, and I worked um, at the university and I essentially just created a whole social media strategy plan, um, lots of creatives for a part of the university. Um, and it was only for six weeks and it was part time, but it was a great experience for me. Um, and it was great because I kind of it was although I worked within a team, I had a lot of creative control. Um, again, it was great to have my ideas listened to. I had a voice and I had a lot of, like I said, creative control. So um, it was really good. And then through that job, I actually um, got referred to another position that came up within the university. And I managed to secure that job. And that was when I became a marketing and recruitment assistant. So that is how I got into actually into a marketing job. Um, and then I was in that role for about 10 months. Then I got promoted to the marketing and recruitment officer. And I was kind of just maternity cover for a year. Um, and then someone left. And then I got the permanent job, which is the job that I'm in now. So okay, very interesting. So, um, so now I guess we know how you got to the point that you're at now. Um, I still, I'm always going to have some questions. So I know there's some questions, obviously, when you were, uh, I guess, the recruitment or marketing and recruitment assistant um, and you got the job full time. How, like, what was the perception for, well, as you were going into that role in versus the reality? Mm, that's really interesting. I mean, I kind of went into this role the good, well, my manager is actually amazing. <laughs> and she was in the interview, she was so honest. She was like, marketing seems like it's fancy, it's glitz and glam, but there's a lot that goes behind that. And although it is all of those things, there's lots that go behind it. So she was like, you know, you were going to be doing events. So you might be running around, you might be sweating, you're going to have to be lifting heavy boxes. It's not you know, a lot of people just look at, at marketing as the finished product or the finished event, but you've got to think about all the steps to get to that finished product or event. And, you know, it is a lot of hard work, a lot of long hours, um, a lot of weekends that we work as well. So my manager was very, very um, honest, but I think it was the perfect role for me. And I say this all the time because I've interviewed for... Um, 
I mean, I've had um, other people interview for that assistant role and I was on the panel. So I always tell them that it's honestly the best starting job to have because you get to try out so many different aspects of marketing and you can kind of figure out what direction of marketing you want to go into because like we said marketing is just so broad there's so many different things that you can get into within it um it's kind of just carving out your kind of specialism within marketing so like we've said there's the social media side that you can specialize in there's the event side that you can specialize in there's web there's digital there's content there's comms copywriting there's just there's just so much so um I just think that role was a perfect starting for me I got to kind of make it my own and um kind of carve out my kind of career path and what I enjoy more um what aspects of marketing I enjoy more um than others um and so but I'm kind of gone off track of it so in terms of like your question in terms of my perception I kind of went in there just thinking I just want to try everything and get involved in everything. And I did that. And my manager will tell you that I literally never said no to anything. Anything they asked me if I want to get involved in extra hours and absolutely anything, I said yes. Um, just to kind of really, like I said, carve out what I want to do and find out. Because it was like my first real job in a career path that I wanted to be in. It's finding out what I did enjoy, what I didn't enjoy and find what's right for me um so because I went in quite blindly it wasn't nothing kind of was off-putting to me or nothing didn't seem there was nothing that didn't seem right to me if that makes sense yeah no I get you that's a good trait that's a good trait to have though in terms of being open-minded when going into a, a a into like a startup role um just having that that hunger and keenness to just take on anything like you'll you you may think you might know the role but you you, you don't know it until you kind of expose yourself to different situations different people different meetings um different projects so it's just having that that open mind to kind of you don't want to become a yes man but then you also want the exposure to, to different things so it's kind of getting that balance right but yeah definitely recommend that that attitude for anyone looking to to get into the world of marketing just kind of just get as much exposure to different projects different people as, as you can and it will, it will only help but yeah, I man, think I'm... when you're starting off you kind of need to say yes to everything because I feel like that's how you develop and when you get to a certain point in your career you can start saying no but everyone starts at the bottom don't they and you know there's you have to kind of be hung, hungry and and just you just have to say I would just honestly my best advice is just to tell every, say yes to everything and you will get to a position eventually in your career where you have the opportunity to say no to certain things um but you only get that get to that place I think if you start off by saying yes to everything yeah no I couldn't agree more I agree with you guys because it's the same. Like I think it's the same throughout my career as well. When you first start, and you got to look at it. You got to look at yourself as like you're a sponge, and you just got to take in all this information, all these experiences, and then as like what Vanessa says, that like, as you get older and so you start maturing, you're probably gonna start to see the things that you like and what you don't like, and then you'll be able to kind of 
carve your your role into something that is more suited to you as a person and maybe your lifestyle you could start having let's say you you know you become a parent and stuff like that you know that you might not be able to do the overtime and stuff like that anymore so you're gonna have to carve it and do the things that you kind of like um but at the beginning you have to you definitely have to soak everything in and with that you're going to gain so much knowledge in that space but then also um you'll be able to find ways to be able to carve it out um into into roles that you like to do and then you can kind of go from there and kick on into your career and then you can probably become a specialist into in, in your field so yeah no i think that's um definitely some very good good advice um and it was good to see that your manager as well kind of gave you a good uh she get like she offered you a good perspective of the roles so she was being honest she told you it's not just glitz and glamour there's a lot of you know running around behind the scenes that go along with it and you just kind of took it with both hands and you ran away with it so i think that's also another kind of good thing that you've highlighted there um because i think um a lot of people i don't know if you get the same thing jam like a lot of people because you work in marketing all three of us sometimes when we get to see the fruits of our labor people judge us and might be like you guys don't work like you just have mm-hmm. events all the time or you get to go to a festival or you got to travel do you know what i mean so like it's good that we're able to kind of offer these stories to people right now and just show them like it's not all glitz and glamour and it's not all um yeah it's just not all glitz and glamour there are times when you're probably going to events and you probably don't like anyone at the event <laughs> you know what i mean and um you just gotta deal with it do you know what i mean but like yeah. on, on, on social networking or social media sorry it might look like oh he's away and he's doing this again oh so unfair, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But <laughs> it's not all it's not all roses, do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's, and it's like people only show the highlights, um, especially when it comes to events, because events are a lot more stressful than what kind of people put out in terms of like like you said, like the behind the scenes, the running around, um, it's, it's people management, getting people in the right places at the right time, making sure products available and in the right places. And this all goes on before you kind of see the finished article. And even when the event's taking place, um, when you're when you're working within it, you don't get to kind of soak it in and take it in because you're still working. You're still running around. You're still showing people to different places. And you kind of don't get to breathe until the event's over, which is a shame because you don't get to take in the event whilst it's at its peak and energy is great. But... Yeah, that's that's just the the reality of marketing um and events. It may it may seem great on on, on the outside, but when when you're within it, it's, it definitely is stressful. Yeah, very much, very much so, man, very much so. And I wanted to segue this next part into like traveling because I always say when it comes to marketing, you always kind of get to know the world a little bit. And Vanessa, have you had any opportunities within your workplace to be able to travel? Um, because of marketing, whether it's event abroad or any just projects abroad that might, you know, your your university might be in. Um, yeah, have you had the opportunity? Um, I have. I went to Amsterdam, which was lovely. The weather was dreadful. I'll never forget it. Um, <laughs> but 
it does you know it isn't what you think it's going to be I think it sounds great you know you're going to get to travel um but you're not it's never going to be the same because it's not a holiday first of all I want to make that clear because a lot of people think I get to travel you know um it's going to be so much fun but it it is not a holiday you're not with your partner you're not with your family you know you're so it's never going to be a holiday um and you probably end up working a lot because I remember I flew out on a Sunday and I didn't get back till the Saturday. So I've lost like two kind of weekends and then I've lost the whole week. And you st- your work doesn't stop. So just because you're away. So you've still got work to catch up on. Um, so I have had the opportunity to travel um, and I was meant to go to China, which I was really looking forward to. Um I was meant to go to China just before COVID hit, which was a mm. shame. Um, and I'm hoping I'll get to go. You know, there's lots of different projects and we've got a campus campus opening in Dubai. Um, so I would love to, you know, go to Dubai as part of that opportunity. Um, hopefully if the opportunity presents itself. But um, yeah, it is not, it's not, it sounds great and it is a great experience. You know, you know, I just, I, I love traveling personally anyway, you know, just meeting different cultures and you still get to do that. You still get to network, you still get to meet different cultures, different people. Um, so that's really fun. Um, but, you know, you're still working, you know, and you're not with your friends and your family. So it is still, it's very different. Yeah, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've gone through the same thing. I've traveled to different parts of the world and, you know, you're, you've still got your nine to five. <laughs> Although you've traveled, you're still working and you've still got the workload. Wherever you still have to communicate to people back in England. Um, you still got deadlines that you need to meet on top of whatever it is that you need to do in that country at the same time as well. So it is a lot to a lot to juggle. But at the same time, I would definitely recommend it, you know, like if you do get the opportunity to do those things within your marketing field, go ahead and take it. And if you can work around like annual leave or holidays and, you know, if you want to stay out for an extra two days, try and do it. And if that means you have to pay for the hotel, try and do it as well, because, um, yeah, like those are you have to make the most of those opportunities. 100 percent because they don't always come around like we've seen that the pandemic hit and you couldn't go to china but i'm sure if you did go to china the stories and experience that you would have had would have been unbelievable so um yeah no i think traveling is a good part and again it it kind of goes back to saying yes to certain things you know early on in your career and uh, traveling as an opportunity, I think it's a, another thing that you should 100%, 100% be saying yes yes to. So, yeah, man, that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing. Um, I have another question for you as well. I don't know, Jam, if you've got any any questions for Ness. Um, well, I, I, have a, I have a question around kind of the projects that you've been involved in and whether there were any projects that stand out for you if it was really bad or really good and maybe just talk us through just the experience of some of the projects that you've been involved in yeah I mean (laughs) I could go on the list could go on because I've been in my role for quite a few years now 
Um, and also, like I said, when I was an assistant, I said yes to everything. And <laughs> so I've been involved in loads of different things. I've been involved in two TV campaigns, which is um, probably the highlight, one of my biggest highlights of my job so far well in my particular role um so far um because it's such an amazing experience you know working with um agencies production teams you know and and literally like I said what I love about my job so much is like I said which is what what I've said before is having an idea as just a thought and then seeing that final product come through like I love that so much that is that is where I get my enjoyment. I don't need someone to tell me I've done a good job. I don't need someone to pat me on the back. I literally, I can see my hard work myself. You know, it comes it, it comes from myself. So I literally just seeing, like I said, that thought or that creative idea, because I'm quite creative. So seeing that um, come through is just amazing. So, you know, working working with, production companies directors you know we worked with some amazing directors and you know having that idea like storyboarded and then actually you know seeing that final advert in the cinema because that's what you know we pay for it to go into the cinema you know I've seen I watch I love Love Island and you know I was watching Love Island and to see it come on the Love Island you know to get that time slot on the Love Island ad break is really difficult so when you see that campaign and I'm like I remember the blood sweat tears and the 14 hour working days you know to put in to create these one minute adverts you would not believe how many months it takes you would not believe how many people it takes how many hours it takes and seeing it all come together um I just love so working on the tv campaigns 100% have been amazing I've also worked on some other projects like um, we have like more local recruitment videos. So our facilities videos. So we have a video of some of our um, art and design facilities. That was amazing. And we also have one of our performance um, arts facilities. So when I first, the um, art and design facilities video was one of the first videos I worked on. And I kind of more shadowed my colleague in terms of how to create this from scratch and what the process and what to do. And then I got to lead on the performance arts facilities video. So that was incredible because it was literally me and my colleague sitting down, writing down buzzwords, you know, um, really kind of just be putting down all of our creative thoughts on a piece of paper. And then a month later or six weeks later, seeing that final product um well video it was just such an amazing experience and again I was working with some really amazing people um you know working with editors um and and it was just just being so amazing so as you can tell I'm really into digital marketing and um videos um so I I I lead on that for my faculty um and I work on loads of videos so I get to meet lots of people and I interview lots of students graduates you name it I interview lots of people um so those are some of the really exciting projects I've worked on but I also lead on events for the faculty so it's quite a good balance because I get to do a lot of digital but I also get to do a lot of events so um like I said I lead on the open days which is good because I'm constantly trying to innovate and make it the best open day it can be so I'm working on lots of different 
um, ideas to constantly because we have to keep up with competitors and we want to, to be honest, it's not even keeping up with competitors it's about being ahead of them you know um, and I want to see them copying my ideas I don't want to be copying theirs so I always try to come up with something new and innovative you know to keep the audience engaged so I do a lot of open days and then I just try to think of all these different events that we can kind of put on um, we have um, something called the art and design degree show where we have um, our final year students showcase all of their work. So I lead on all the marketing for that, which is amazing opportunity. So I get to do all the branding and some of it is just a thought. In, it always is just a thought in my head. I get to pick the colors, the themes. Um, I work on printed collateral. So like the brochures that we create to promote the event, the posters, and I work with a designer to get them designed and they just, bring my ideas to life and it's just so amazing you know when you get it signed off um I also work on UCAS fairs um and it's just yeah it's just there's I literally have so many projects but that's just an idea of like some of the events that I do and I literally go from the design process to the end logistics but I do a lot of the marketing so email email campaigns as well um, you know to promote the event social media to promote the events um, and yeah there's just so many different projects I just I don't know where, I don't know when to stop so just tell me to shut up if I'm talking too much yeah, no not at all man it, it's good to hear the passion in your voice you can tell that you're really proud of all the projects that you've been involved in and and even you mentioned in the tv advert before like Love Island and stuff like that like that's those are some great achievements and those are some things that you can definitely say that you're proud of being a part of. And um, yeah, no, it's good. And I've, I guess the next the next question is, and maybe this could be the final question, but um, where, where, where do you go from here? Like, where do you see the next like five years? Like, do you want to be like marketing and recruitment director or chancellor? I don't know. How does it work? Where, where do you go from here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> very good question do you know what I do love lots of aspects of my job it is uh, and I feel like I've been I'm very biased because obviously it's my job and I do enjoy it and I've probably spoken a lot about the good parts of marketing but there are obviously there's everyone has parts of their jobs that they don't um enjoy as much and I don't want to make it seem like it's an easy job because it really isn't it's incredibly stressful long hours I work lots of weekends um and but do you know what like I said it's, it, it it makes it all worthwhile to me when I put on an event and I just walk past and I hear someone say this was like the best day or I had so much fun today that just brings so much joy to my life <laughs> that is all I need to hear um or just seeing people enjoy whatever activity it is or see someone watch the TV ad and smile. I just love it so much and seeing their reactions and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I do really enjoy my job. Obviously, I would love to progress. And I think in the next five years, I just want to continue to... I don't want to lose my passion because I've seen it happen to so many people. Um, as you get up the ladder you can lose your passion and you you kind of step away from the creative side and I don't want to lose that um so you know for example like my, my my managers and stuff they kind of go to a lot more meetings and they do a lot more rep um, reporting they do a lot more like budgets and 
um, you know, facts, figures in terms of like recruitment numbers, financial side of things. Whereas I get to be really hands on with the creative and, you know, the events and I don't want to lose that. So I, I will continue to progress. I'm still saying yes to a lot of things. Um, so I just want to continue to say yes, continue to grow, um, develop my skills and just keep going up that ladder and I definitely know marketing is right for me so I just want to just keep developing and keep keep going um maybe in a different way but yeah I just don't want to lose that passion and that creativity I think that's really important by the sounds of things right it sounds like you know there could be it could be like a uh, I don't know, a Vanessa agency <laughs> that could be oh, on the wow. rise as oh, well. Okay. <laughs> I, I only say that. that. I only say. I only say that because of your 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 need to be hands on, and you could get that opportunity and still be quite senior and grow at the same time. Um, without having to report into anybody else, you know, it's yours. So, and you get to mold it to however you want it to be. In all honesty as we all are family here, we probably should have started our own agency a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. <laughs> it definitely does make sense. And who knows what the future holds? It could it could happen in, in, in the future sometime soon. So, um, yeah, no, I think, Vanessa, that was, a, that was an amazing overview of your career and your jobs and um, just the the whole journey, like your journey has come so far, but yet you're still so young. I think it's um yeah. it's amazing what you've achieved. Uh, the fact that you still have the passion as well, um, you know, I think that's a that's an amazing thing. Uh, it would be interesting to see like what your manager would have said to you if your manager had said to you when you first like did the interview. She said. Ah, oh, only ten percent of people only last this job, you know, for a year. <laughs> <laughs> How that would have turned out, but um, yeah, no, man, like you, you seem to know exactly what it is that you you're striving for. Um, you really enjoy your job still to this day, and I think that's good. Um, your 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 role models to myself to to Jamal as well. Um, so I think that's a that's a good thing. I'm not sure, Jam, if you had. Any questions um, for Ness that we haven't really covered? I don't know. So, yeah, mine was just going to be about um, next steps for Vanessa. But, yeah, we just covered that. But, yeah, it was great to hear. Great to have you on the pods and kind of hear about, about your career so far and, and just hear about the, hear your passion um, within marketing and, and, and how much you like your job. Because that's quite, I feel like it's quite rare at the moment in terms of people enjoying what they do and people kind of lose hope that a job can be enjoyable so it's great to have people like yourself come and speak about the role they're in and how much they enjoy it and and, and the company they work for so no yeah it's, it's been great it's been great to hear your story thank you I've really enjoyed coming on the podcast today it's been great and yeah it's nice you know when you actually sit here and you like list out everything you've done and your achievements I feel like you don't always realize how much you've done um so this has been really mm. interesting for myself as well because I feel like what I've done especially is my, my whole life is I'm always constantly looking for the next step what I'm doing next and like you don't always take that time to just sit there and think you know what look at how far you've come and just really like 
like give yourself the flowers you know you don't need that from anyone else because I feel like we're just constantly on the go like looking for the next thing okay you know you don't have time to just sit there and reflect and think oh my gosh you know I just pulled off this event or I just pulled off this new tv campaign you know well done like and just sit in there you just constantly were on to the next thing you know I remember we, we filmed the tv ad and then the next day I had an open day so it's like I didn't even have time to sit and really reflect on everything we've just done. It's like you're just constantly on to the next thing. Um, so, yeah, I feel, I thought, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I could, t- I could talk forever because I think it's also important to just, just want to add this last bit in just because I think it's really important to talk about how, you know, marketing has changed as well um, because, like I said, I just, I don't want I don't want anyone to think I've just literally just sat here and said all the amazing things about you know about marketing. But I was in a like about what when COVID hit, marketing changed. <laughs> My job completely changed. So I went I, I went from being at work like almost six days well six days a week, you know most weeks um to then being at home you know you don't have your events anymore that all got cancelled didn't have and that, and I had loads of events I couldn't interview anyone I couldn't do any digital co- well like video content with anyone in person because of covid we had to resort to like digital events which was brand new and a challenging time for everybody because it was something we never did before it was something we could not predict um so there are there have been really challenging times and you know learning and that's the thing about marketing as well you have to learn to adapt very very quickly like if I told you right TikTok okay it might have existed but it's only become popular in the last what year or two maybe year um before that it wasn't there and if I told you about Vine some younger kids will probably be like what is Vine they wouldn't even know what it is but you have to learn how to adapt very quickly in marketing because things are constantly changing you need to keep up to date with whatever's going on there's always some kind of new Instagram feature whether it's a reel or IGTV those never existed like five six years ago um you know like I said TikTok's a new thing now um podcasts are uh, up and coming well not well in the last two years they've been more up and coming everyone's doing or having a youtube channel and being consistent on there like you have to really be able to adapt and 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 it's constantly changing and it's really challenging so i i know like when covid hit i really really struggled because it felt like everything i loved about my job was taken away because we physically were not able to do it anymore like i love social media but it was it's not a my favorite part of my job because I have to do all these events and I have to do like all these um different aspects so you know you're kind of just left in a place where there was like nothing else to do and you had to really adapt had to learn how to do all these digital events and 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 it's really hard to connect with people online in the same way that you can at a physical event um so yeah I just wanted to add that in because I think it's really important to say like the challenges and you know that side of, of of my job as well yeah no 100 percent. i think there's going to be challenges in whatever it is that you do whatever it is that you decide no matter what age you are um whatever path you're going to go down there's going to be challenge and obstacles regardless and you kind of have to find your meaning in the in those like challenges because you know once you get that success hopefully the success that you do achieve 
kind of cancels out some of those challenges or obstacles that you that you that you faced you know you hope that okay I'm gonna do extra hours now I'm gonna have a lack of sleep uh work six days but once that advert out I'm gonna be so proud of that advert I'm not even gonna remember those nights that I didn't sleep or I didn't you know that I was out or I had an argument with the editor or do you know what I mean whatever it might be um you know once you get to the final article it you want the achievement to kind of cancel that out and if it doesn't do that then it, you might just be in the wrong job but I'm we're just happy that it, for you Ness it it, it 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 works for you and I know you have your ups and your downs and some weeks are better than others which comes with anything it's life it's normal you know and um yeah it's for us it's just uh I guess it's refreshing to hear the the, the passion coming through your voice uh as you talk about your whole journey and all your achievements so yeah, I think uh, from both me and Jam, I just want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. Don't be a stranger. You're always welcome to come back on. I'm sure we will we'll, we will 100% have you on again to, to discuss maybe another um, another topic. And um, Jam, I can't lie. I think we've got a topic for next week. It just kind of brought it back. Ness said, do it for the Vine. Or she said Vine, and people won't know what Vine is. And... Um, 100% people will say do it for the vine before they were doing it for the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, and we could just take some people back down memory lane in terms of social media, man. There's, I'm yeah, sure. even just talking about how it's evolved, like yeah, it's yeah. constantly evolving, constantly changing. Like, I remember when Facebook was like, <clears throat> I don't even know if it is anymore. I'm sure Instagram's like the leading social media platform at the moment i don't know the numbers are constantly changing but i'm sure it was facebook at one point and it could be tiktok like it's constantly changing there's always something new you know there was myspace myspace bebo msn msn uh, high five there was uh, so much (laughs) there was so many and um you know it'd be good to just take people back um through that time Mm -hmm. because before it ever Sorry, I was going to say we've all had different entry points into what was our what our first social media platform was. Yeah, so yeah, it'd be good to just yeah just kind of kind of uncover that and what it was and the ages we were on it and and also also to link that to to our we both got kids so our kids then and our opinions of them being on socials and one when, when you kind of you expose them to their own accounts and stuff like that but yeah 100%. I look forward to that one. Yeah, 100%. We, can even, <laughs> we, were even, we could even go into um, the future <laughs> as well. Because yeah. like, like you mentioned, Jam, like, you know, our kids are going to want to be on social media soon. And, you know, from there, <laughs> where could it be in the next five, ten years? Mm-hmm. When they actually ask the question, like, Dad, I want to be on whatever metaverse, Gram. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, very interesting. But... Yeah, man, I think we can wrap it up there. Uh, Vanessa, thank you very much for thank jumping you. on. Thank you. Thank you both. Had the best time. Amazing. Amazing. And Jam, thank you as well. And um, yeah, man, we out. Peace. Love. <laughs>